0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the artifact's power being disabled in trials. It was something that people were pretty upset about and then we've got an official response from Luke Smith about it. We're going to walk through what exactly has been said and outlined and if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always come in and catch me live when I'm streaming or if you're watching on YouTube hitting like, share, subscribe, leaving a comment, hitting the little bell button that helps support my stream and content uh, as, well as, the, as well as just the channel in general. So thank you to everybody who's been doing that on youtube a lot of a lot of nice comments lately and i appreciate that so i'm gonna walk through what was said i'm gonna read you some quotes there's some actually some pretty cool quotes here that show us what the actual artifact's going to be next season it was kind of confirmed by cosmo in a, in a funny way also i'm going to talk about why was this important so i'm not just going to read like oh here's what they're doing i'm going to talk about why this was important because there are people that like i guess wanted it to be a, a thing they wanted the artifacts power to be turned on in trials i think there's probably some not so competitive reasons uh, behind that. And then we're gonna ask the question at the end, how did this happen? There are people kinda concerned like, how did this slip past Bungie? why did this even need to be a thing where they turned it off and i'm going to give you some ideas about what might have gone down so what exactly was said directly from luke smith right here his tweet we will be disabling the artifact for power enabled pvp iron banner and trials until we can implement a power cap feature this cap will allow us to weave artifact and power pursuit together while preventing unbound power growth in pvp now That's not the end of the matter. For clarification on this, it is just the power that is being disabled on the artifact in Trials. There are two things that need to be said for clarity here. Power advantage will still exist in Trials. If you're a 750 player and you go trudging in there, you might not even be able to. They might set a minimum power limit. But if you go walking into Trials, you're going to get your head taken off because everybody else is going to be in the 960s, 970s, and you're going to get obliterated. So power advantage will still be on and according to Cosmo here's another tweet from Cosmo this is this isn't Luke this is Cosmo he says just power will be disabled artifact mods will still affect gameplay so the artifacts mods will actually still be active okay so the only thing being disabled here is the artifact's power in trials and Iron Banner. The mods will still be active, and power advantage will also still be active. It seems that Luke Smith wants to, you know, turn a cap on of some sort. Whether it's a cap on the on the artifact itself, that's probably unlikely, or a cap on the actual power's influence in the mode itself. And then we got a couple more little kind of cool hints about the artifact. Uh, If you've seen the really, really cool concept art of that sword, that Warmind sword, Paul Tassi tweeted that and said, Is this the artifact? Cosmo replied and said, It's a very sharp artifact. Be careful with it. So apparently, that sword, that Warmind sword we saw in the concept art, that's our artifact next season. Bit of a bummer. We kind of thought that was going to be a nice legendary sword or an exotic sword we'd be able to use. But in fact, according to Cosmo, All but officially confirming that will be the artifact. So some people in chat already excited that called that. They thought, oh, I bet that's the artifact. I was nervous that was true. It did look a little bit too small to be a full-blown sword. But, uh, you know, we, we got that confirmation. Now, the most important part of this discussion is why was this so important why did they do this what was the reasoning behind this I mean everybody's like there are people that are really really happy There there was almost unanimous celebration on twitter about this everybody was saying thank you Luke Smith this is exactly what we wanted to see this type of quick response and listening to the community but some people are angry they wanted it to be turned on Power grind for XP with bounties and lost sectors is not presently sorted out. Luke Smith in his director's cut essentially says, somebody running back and forth in a lost sector with bounties is not the ideal XP grind. Him admitting that, I think, is all the proof we need that this was not the time to drop artifact power in trials. They need to sort out XP gains. They also need to sort out... How much of an influence do you want limitless power, just unlimited power, to have over a player versus player environment that is supposed to be highly competitive? Trials is supposed to be the most competitive place you can go for a Destiny PvP experience. It's not very competitive to give people an in game power advantage because they play more during the week by grinding bounties and running around in the lost sector even if they curb down bounty earn rate, lost sector earn rate it still is problematic there's something that may not even have been considered by Bungie, I would think they would have considered this but it might have gone overlooked that if you fall behind in the power grind you will never catch up okay, so even if they curb it down and it's not as easy to get XP and grinding in a lost sector with bounties it doesn't matter, because it's endless power, and because there's no cap on the artifact at at this point in time if I take a week or two off for vacation, or there's just a couple of weeks where I can't play as much during the week, but I can play trials on the weekend, I'm going to fall behind in the XP earn rate. If people figure out the maximum way to earn XP, even if they curve down some of the sources right now, you would still fall behind, and then you would never catch up. There's only so much XP you can earn in a given week, from activities, bounties, or whatever. There's only so many hours in a given week, and catching back up would become insurmountable. You don't want to get one month, inside of a season and then all of a sudden you have a ton of people that feel like trials is not for them they can't play trials they can't play iron banner they've fallen too bar, far behind in the power gains and most of the community that's been more committed that's been playing more often has the power gains has the advantage and now they're getting to kind of run and and they're, they're owning the, the crucible is theirs the trials or iron banner it's their playground That would have depreciating returns over time. If you're in favor of this, because you were going to live in a lost sector and you were going to go for power advantage, you have to understand that over time there'd be less people playing Trials. You'd get a month in, a month and a half in, two months in, and now all of a sudden the playlist might dry up. Nobody's going in and playing. Why? Because significant portions of the community would fall behind in the power gains on the artifact and they would find it hopeless because they would go in there and they would find these teams with tons of extra power because it's not capped, and then it would be causing significant issues with player-based sustainability. As I said before about Trials, you want to go back to the pre-Rise of Iron era where there's lots of people playing, casuals and hardcores alike, because the bounties keep everybody in there. That's better for matchmaking times. That's better for connection integrity. That's what you want. You don't want to shove everybody out of Trials just because their power is not there. It's still going to be hard to go flawless. It's still going to be competitive and sweaty. We didn't need power advantage. I applaud this change from Bungie and Luke Smith. Competitive environments, I don't think jive well with Power Advantage. I don't think they do. However, Power Advantage does need to stay in here, okay? They can't get rid of it. And there's a reason. I think there is a fully orbed choice going on here. The choice to have weapons with end game viability life cycles is the reason why Power Enabled Trials is a thing so in 12 months when we've all leveled up we've had a DLC an expansion seasons of seasons and seasons and in 12 months we're all higher power level and they suddenly tell you that you can't level up your guns from Trials 9 months ago or whatever that's gonna keep Pardon me, that's going to keep the guns in check. That would allow them to create some pretty saucy trials weapons. Maybe they have benefits inside of trials in addition to them being really powerful, but they're not eternally viable. That end game viability life cycle is likely the reason they want to have some form of power enabled advantage in trials to keep this sort of system going. Lastly, let's deal with some of the concerns. How did this happen? People are concerned about how did this go unchecked? How did you guys not know this was going to happen? Here's what I think happened. The most likely situation that I can think of is Bungie was well aware that uncapped power led to insane power levels. They highlighted people that went crazy, that hit you know over a thousand. They highlighted people that had been really grinding really, really high levels of Fractaline as well. So I don't think they were in the dark that people could go nuts in a lost sector with repeatable bounties, okay? they weren't ignorant about that they were also not ignorant about people's critical sort of you know attack of this they were saying we don't like this get this out of iron banner it's my theory that they had a cap that they wanted to institute and they couldn't pull it off because if you read the way that luke smith talks about this he basically says This cap will allow us to weave artifact power and power pursuits together while preventing unbound power growth in PvP. And he says, until we can implement a power cap feature. To me, that kind of says, there's a power cap feature that we want to put in here. It's not ready. I think that's the most likely situation. I highly doubt Bungie was completely ignorant of the possibility of power, you know, power, untapped power getting really, really high. I don't think they were ignorant about the community's feedback on it. I think they tried to have something ready to go. It wasn't ready to go. So they're like, listen, we cannot announce this. We cannot tell them that we're going to be putting in a power cap. It's not ready. Just tell them that we're disabling it while we figure this out. That, to me, is the most likely outcome here, and the most likely scenario. I think of all the possible scenarios, all the possible situations, that seems the most probable to me, that they weren't all just sitting around like, yeah, Trials is coming back, Artifact power is going to be on, and it's all going to be gravy. They were probably saying, well, no, you're going to want to cap that. That's not going to work long-term. There's going to be depreciating returns of players if the power continues to creep up for the most hardcore players, and everybody else can't catch up, so... I'm excited that they're listening this closely. The big question mark now is anti-cheat. What are you going to do about anti-cheat? What preventative measures are going to be put in place? Will there be any actual anti-cheat software running? We're waiting to hear about that from them. The German community manager said that there's going to be something in the TWAB about it. I don't know if there's going to be anything that concrete, but he was basically saying look to the weekly TWABs for info on this. And so we're still waiting because the TWAB already came out and there's nothing in there about anti-cheat. So. We're going to transition to Q&A. As always, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always come in and catch me live. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my talk about the artifact's power being disabled in trials. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at sanatorage.com, or you can come in to the stream and you can hang out. If you're on YouTube, you can also hit like, share, subscribe, hit the little bell button, do all the things. I appreciate all the support on the YouTube lately. We're going to jump right into the questions. First one is from Paracito. Could there be a bounty or something similar to the season pass that allows for a slight power bump for Trials players who don't raid or do other Pinnacle PVE content? It might be a really good idea to do something like this, like that first initial box that you open. You know, they could do something to the effect of, you know, here's an entire armor set at you know, 960, or something, just to kind of jumpstart your grind, kind of get you closer to end game deltas if you're in the 950s still. Uh, you know, that would be a nice shortcut. I don't know if they're going to want to do something like this. You know, people have enough time to kind of prepare and do some of the grinds. I do think the pinnacle grind probably will end up frustrating folks that have been ignoring it. Myself, I'm 960. It, it thankfully is only a 10 bump every season. So you're not going to be super, super far behind. Uh, and I, but I don't know if they're going to want to do this. I don't know if they're going to want to cheapen the grind that people have been working on. If people have been working you know, on the pinnacle grind and making sure they're 960, 970, or whatever, and then to suddenly give somebody who's like 940 a, a faster track to high level, it might be something that people get pretty irritated about. I do think that making somebody sort of play for a while before they can go into trials will help stop cheaters not because cheaters need the power advantage but because if cheaters have to put in x number of hours or weeks or something it's just going to keep them out of trials uh as a, as you know just as a barrier they make a brand new account and jump right back in if they have to spend a couple of weeks grinding and getting levels on the season pass and stuff it's going to be a nice barrier it's definitely not anti cheat but at least that'd be a step and this could serve as a as a problem with that i mean well not necessarily but Again, a power bump like this, I think is dangerous, because people do really enjoy the fact that they've worked hard to get their pinnacle grind on and get their level up, and you might really undercut that. I do think Bungie needs to consider more pinnacle sources if they're going this route, because if artifact power is turned off, but power advantage is still on, you're going to have to consider that you can't go in at like a 940, 930. You're going to want to get all the way up into like the 960s, 970s, so you're in the hemisphere of everybody else. Now, the average person going to Trials, it's unlikely that they're going to be low 900s. Most people are going to be in the 950s, which will probably mean it's totally fine. You're not going to see red. You're not going to have to like eight tap somebody. But I, I, I'm I not quite sure what their plan is season to season with the planned life cycles for end game viability and power enabled in trials. I, I'm wondering if they're going to start doing bigger jumps season to season. Void with the next question. Do you believe that artifact mods should be disabled in trials? I can't make this call until I see them. I think people are a little bit worried because of things like Thundercoil from the first season that the artifact was in, you know kind of instituted in the game. I don't know if there's anything right now that is all that problematic in PvP. Most of what I saw talked about lately by the community with respect to things that were too strong in PvP are getting addressed. If you read the TWAB, our next video will be about that all the things that are getting toned down are the things that we've been talking about handheld supernova tracking on the throwing knife shoulder charge uh, you know they and they didn't really get into too much of it but they did definitely talk about how these are things they're kind of changing to bring in some more balance into the game i don't know how many people have talked that much about the the artifact this season in particular i'm sure there are some things in there that people don't like is that a threat to Trials? I don't know. Is next season's mods a threat to Trials? We'll have to kind of wait and see. If we get a month in and there's some crazy dumb builds or we have a situation like we did with Scories in D1, then Bungie's going to have to deal with that. You know, like, this this can't be a thing, right? You don't want to have Trials come back and have something silly or busted that comes from the artifact that no one could plan for because we don't know what the perks are yet, so... Echnor. do you think that they should raise the base power cap by more than 10 to move PvP players more into PvE activities which may help increase the sale of seasons as Trials will be a free activity there's a lot of risk here I don't like the philosophy that says if you want to level you gotta go into parts of the game that you have no interest in I for one dislike that a whole lot in the past in season of Season of Black Armory and Season of the Drifter and Opulence that leveling system was largely disliked a lot by the community and heavily criticized and they have fundamentally made leveling a whole lot easier so i don't know if we want to go back to this idea that if pvp players want to gear up and get ready for trials or level up they have to go run pve and then that drives sales of the season i would think the season's selling for other reasons it should be selling because the season pass is dope the new loot and the new armor is dope the new activity is exciting Uh, You know, the campaign stuff that's going to be going on with Osiris and Rasputin. I would think that's what you want to have driving sales. Not somebody that feels like they're coerced into buying it. Like, well, I got to go run PvE to level up. I'll have an easier time doing that in the new activity, so now I have to buy the season pass. I don't think that's the way you want to motivate people to buy content. That doesn't feel like the right approach. That feels like I said, almost like you coercive, you're, you're, you're kind of twisting their arm. In general, PvP has to be drenched in a lot of free because you want to keep the player pool as full as possible. Both Respawn and 343 have kind of paved the way here with telling folks that if you monetize PvP or maps or expansions for PvP, it's generally pretty bad for your game because you fragment the player base. And if the trials thing being free develops sort of like this, well, we have to shove people in the PvE so that they can level up. And if we do that, then that'll motivate them to purchase. I would rather them say, we're going to get people to purchase with good content, with a good good season, with a good season pass, with good loot, as opposed to this idea here. I also think this just really smells like that thing they did during the annual pass last time with with black armory drifter and opulence where they even said and i disagreed with this i love lars bakken i think he's super nice but i disagreed with when he tweeted about this when people were asking about the leveling and all that back then he said we have a lot of different types of players and the way to maximize leveling is to play you know all the different pieces of the game and I pushed back on that philosophy and thankfully Bungie landed on agreeance with this, with generally what I thought on the matter, which was, you should be able to just to play however you want and just naturally level up. And they have essentially done that. So we don't want to go back in time and kind, of, and kind of backtrack that change to be like well, we're going to do this bump and the best way for you to level is to go play PvE so all you guys that were really excited about Trials now have a bunch of PvE homework. I wouldn't think that that'd be a good look. The flow state i'm glad they removed the artifact light but don't you feel it would be better to remove this fake light and rely on grinding for pinnacle gear and earning it the hard way with challenging uh with challenging content or with challenge in order to hit the light level cap and allow difficult content to stay difficult instead of imbalance with over leveling and making it trivial in the end No, I don't agree with this. I mean, very similarly to what I just said is the old school way of leveling was awful and everybody hated it and it led to player disengagement. What was going on during both Black Armory Drifter and Opulence was people would come back, the numbers would be strong for about a week and then they would dip sharply after. Right now, the numbers go up at the beginning of a season and they kind of stay there all throughout the season with a slow decline the difference last time is it would spike up and then a week or two later it would drop really really sharply because people would deal with bad leveling for a couple weeks and then they'd walk away and be like i can't get anything done this is stupid so in order to do this what you're saying here is you know get rid of the artifact and go back to like difficult content staying difficult and having light cap be something that you got to do with challenge i don't think that's the way Leveling should be automatic as long as you're playing. If you're grinding crucible strikes, public events, or raids, you should just be leveling up. You should just be getting XP. XP does need addressed. It's a little bit too lopsided right now. It's very favoring of bounties and not very favoring of like running strikes, nightfalls, raids, or crucible. So they you need to balance XP, you know, rhythm in the game right now. You don't get much for other activities. And as long as you're leveling naturally, either through XP on the actual artifact or by raising the soft cap and you're just getting enough gear drops to move the needle, I think that's totally fine. I don't think we can keep doing this thing where we make it really, really hard for people to advance in the game and then wonder why nobody's playing the new content or doing the new thing or going into the new stuff you you have to make entry point easy and accessible and then the content can be hard after the fact if leveling and leveling up and getting higher level gear is easy and accessible that's fine then you have aspirational content raids dungeons grandmaster nightfalls trials of osiris these are aspirational pockets you can go into the game that you've kind of you know geared up for and that's where the true challenge is It's a whole lot more better to do that than to be like, oh, the real challenge is this stupid hurdle at the beginning where you have to level up and it's really unenjoyable. Then people can play how they want and prioritize what they want. Well, I've leveled up, I'm in the 940s, 950s, but they don't feel like they have to go in the, in the sides of the game they don't want to, and if they are interested in going into Grandmaster Nightfalls or a raid, they can, or they can completely choose not to. You're moving the hurdle back to where it belongs, at the level of challenging content, not at the entry point of the season or the beginning of a new era or DLC or something. The game, yes, but not every aspect of the game should be easy entry point. I didn't say that. What I said is that leveling should be the easy entry point accessible thing that just happens automatically, and then you give people the choice. Oh, I'm strong enough to go into trials. Good luck, dude. Trials gets really freaking hard. I'm strong enough to go into a Grandmaster Nightfall. Okay, it's not going to be easy. Just because you make it easy for them to get leveled up doesn't mean that everything at the tip of the game isn't on its own built in a way where... It's, it's basically like this. You want to make it to where as many people can get into the gymnasium as possible. Fill the gym with people. And then once they're in there, they can decide, I don't want to do squats. I don't want to climb that rope. I want to go over there in the ball pit. Okay, go have fun in the ball pit. The point is get everybody in really really easy but that make trials easy entry who gives a frick you want people playing trials homie if you make it really hard for people to go play trials you'll have a shrunken player base you'll have low matchmaking times slow matchmaking times not good integrity of connections because it's going to have to compromise connection integrity to get you a match you want as many people as possible playing trials there's nothing wrong with that you want guys like me grabbing a couple homies from the stream and just running through for the fun of it. I'm getting bounties. It's not that hard to go in there. And yeah, we're gonna get shellacked. We're gonna run into tough teams. But if you don't do, if you don't do it that way, you're gonna end up with a choked player base, and that compounds itself. By the way, if Trials doesn't have a good, healthy amount of people going in every season or every weekend, you're gonna have people to get sick of sitting in orbit or sick of putting up with laggy games, and then they'll quit, and now you have even less people playing. It's a depreciating return that compounds itself because every time the player base goes down more and more people that are enduring it decide I'm not I don't I don't I don't want to deal with this. Easy entry equals no recourse for cheaters. Now, when I say easy entry, I'm talking about leveling. I'm not talking about, we should have a quest or something that requires you to do a bunch of stuff before you go in, a multi-week quest. That's fine, anybody can do the multi-week quest, but it's gonna slow a cheater down. Also, that's not really the answer for cheating. Anti-cheat is the answer for cheating. The answer for cheating is not to reinvent leveling in Destiny, make it slow and freaking terrible so that, well, a cheater can't really jump back into Trials. There are much better solutions to keeping cheaters out of Trials than making the rest of the community suffer. Well, leveling was in a much better place, now it's slow and crappy again because Bungie's trying to protect Trials from cheaters. So the more mid-lane, more casual players have to go back into a terrible leveling process where they don't even want to play or they feel like they can't level up and go into trials you don't want to hurt the honest players by start you know by trying to keep out the cheaters you don't want to over legislate here and be like well we got to we got to keep the cheaters out so leveling should be really really slow it should take a month to hit you know 980 and then 980 is the power level required to go into trials that's really inaccessible and bad for the playlist that's a punt anyway if bungie truly wants to stop cheaters they need to establish anti-cheat not like create arduous hurdles and and routes for people to go through that will end up choking the life out of the playlist it's not going to work if uh, you know if 50 percent of the player base feels like i'm never going to get in there the leveling sucks again and it takes forever and I, I it's not accessible it's not easy to get in there it should be easy to get into content that according to level i'm not saying it should be easy to go in and win A new light could be 960 by next Friday if they really wanted to play and compete in Trials. Right, and the danger would be, hey, dude, we used to play in Destiny 1. Come play with me. It won't take you that long to level up. Let's let's run some Trials. You kind of want that person to be able to level up pretty quickly, a week or two, not a month. I mean, leveling used to be so bad. Should the barrier for entry be removed or reduced for people who participated in the current season? Say more than 10,000 donated Fractaline reduces your barrier. You could do something like that. I mean, Paris, I don't know. They could definitely say, hey, we're only going to do this slightly slower leveling process for brand new players, and we're going to do this for brand new players starting halfway through March. So like, if you're a brand new player right at the beginning of the season, that's fine, no worries. But if Bungie starts banning people, and brand new players start flocking to the game midway or end of March, you'd be like, well, we've slowed down leveling a little bit, so it takes two weeks to hit 960 now instead of one. I don't know, we don't need to overcomplicate this. I think the reality is is that Bungie needs to be looking harder at anti-cheat than creating a bunch of arbitrary hurdles for people to go through to get inside. It's just I, you got to be careful. You want to make it to where all of the mid-lane casual players are incentivized and able just to jump in trials if they feel like it and stop worrying about cheating and being like, well, if you let Johnny casual get in there, you're letting the cheaters come in too. Th- if it's that easy, if it's that easy for cheaters to get in, then we have a bigger problem than that uh, Fletcher for a person who's mainly a PvE player, how would you suggest a person try to get into Trials? I mean the best thing to do would be to just take it slow I mean, I would be playing PvE, if I were you right now, I'd be playing PvP leading up to it, throwing yourself into comp uh, if if you is elimination available right now? I don't know. I, I barely touch PVP. I'd be running. Uh, I would just be running elimination. Yeah, it's available right now. Between now and Trials, just play Elimination. Get familiar with the mode and how it feels. Grab some of your buddies. Figure out what guns feel the best for you. How do you like to play? Uh, one of the easiest loadouts would be just to run a pulse rifle and a shotgun and a machine gun. Just go basic and see if that feels good. If you really love hand cannons, try to run a hand cannon. Ace of Spades is a go-to that's just going to always feel nice. And it's it's, it's going to get the job done if you hit your shots. Um, and I would just play and become familiar with the game, the maps, you know, and how... Elimination works with reses and all of that. I would say just elimination with your buddies. It would be the best thing. Getting fam- getting familiar with calling stuff out and controlling the map is ultimately going to make you a better player in Trials. Trials is not about being some like nasty drag snipe, flick snipe, crazy player. Trials comes down to patience and map control a lot of the times. Sure, you get in a really sweaty match with some of the best players in the game and it's going to be buck wild. You're really going to have to play at a high level. But I would say if you're just trying to play it to experience it, most of what you're going to want to do is just understand map design, don't overextend, stay with your team, call stuff out, don't be a hero, don't push in, like, a lot of it is just sticking together and waiting for that first pick, and then capitalizing on that first pick with intelligence, not recklessness. Usually the first pick is the turn of the match. Somebody either plays reckless and charges in, and pays the price, or the first pick leads to a good collapse, and then you win the round. You go in, and they're, they're trying to get the res, or they're trying to reposition, and you catch them, and you you, you kill them and then you win the round it really does come down to a lot of times though just map awareness and not overextending not long peaking things like that and you're not going to know any of this or feeling this unless you play a little bit and get punished for playing like a dum dum. because I certainly did like I long peaked I overextended I, you know, I had a lot of bad decision making back in the day when I played trials with folks and I still 100% have that in my brain I played call of duty for too long I don't have good instincts in games like this uh, we have some subs. Millerman with five months, nine months from D-Love, and Kat gifted a sub to Beer Pie. Hilly Heat, what is the point of the artifact giving a power increase now? Okay, well, Trials didn't exist until now, so I, I would pose the question to you, Hilly Heat. What's the point of the artifact giving power? Because Trials doesn't exist right now, so what does it do for you? What did it do for you last season? It not applying to Iron Banner in Trials is not some somehow some weird denunciation of its of of its purpose like it suddenly doesn't matter it's basically bonus level it's for people that just want to play and not worry about grinding milestones or the raid or you know what i'm saying like it's it's meant to be sort of like just a It's a natural course of leveling. It's bonus power. It's there to make up the difference. It's a good cushion, too, for bad RNG. If you have some bad RNG and you are trying to level, it's kind of there to make up the difference. You know, if you're running raids and and milestones and pinnacle activities, and you can't quite get the, the, the drop that you want, it's irrelevant. 100% false and wrong it's not irrelevant if it's irrelevant because it doesn't work in trials then it's irrelevant right now hilly heat think about what you're saying there's no trials in the game at this exact moment so the the, the artifacts are relevant right now then how is it irrelevant simply because power won't play a role in trials there's still the mods we don't know what those are those will be active in trials Okay, eventually they're going to cap it Eventually they're going to cap it, and right now, everything I just said that I guess you ignored and didn't listen to, if you're trying to level, and you get bad RNG, or you have a rough week of leveling, no worries. You've got bonus power there to make up the difference. If you want to go into Grandmaster Nightfalls, you want to go into a raid or a dungeon, and you're trying to get to the power levels that are best for those environments, and you have a rough week, no worries. You were also running bounties and strikes and other activities, and you've got some bonus power that just naturally you got from from xp you can't ignore everything i just said and be like no it's irrelevant it's not active in trials you're not even having a conversation you're just asserting something that isn't even true and you're ignoring the the actual benefit of the artifact right now that plenty of people are experiencing it's really really nice when i get like a month into the season and i got like a bonus 10 power I don't have to get all upset about getting a bad drop on a pinnacle. It's like, oh, it's not what I needed, but, oh, the artifact's here to kind of make up the difference. It makes leveling less painful when you get a bad drop. In the past, pre-artifact, you got a bad drop, and that was just, oh, I'm stuck for another week. No, I could grind bounties the rest of the week. I could grind, they need to fix this, right? I could grind strikes or crucible for the rest of the week and keep leveling up the artifact and get some bonus power. It's actually a good thing. Now, it not being active in trials doesn't make it irrelevant. It simply means they have to make sure if it's going to be active in trials that it doesn't overstep. It's 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 endless leveling. So if they say, "Listen, the most bonus power we're going to let, you know, come from the artifact in trials is 10." They're going to cap it. Well, that's that's a way to keep things in check. Some crazy person that just plays all day long gets like a plus 50 power on their artifact I may be overstating it, they get plus 25 or 30 on their artifact, well you're never going to catch that person, you're never going to catch them, they're, they're way ahead of you they did way more than you the mods are cool I just find it as a mid lane player power level seem pointless to me except in Iron Banner, if it's pointless to you that's fine, that doesn't make it irrelevant doesn't make it irrelevant just because you don't like it it's irrelevant right now you can be 970 right now gear score and do all content again Diaz that is a false statement it is not irrelevant right now everything I just said we will say it one more time if you're struggling to level or you're not quite getting the drops that you want or you're not wanting to go run all the milestones and pinnacles the artifact can make up the difference so sure, you can be 970 if you run pinnacles religiously, but you could also be 960 and get plus 10 from the artifact and not stress out about bad drops, and then you're able to go into other content. I feel like sometimes people are so dead set on making their point, they don't really listen to what I'm saying. Like that, How do you not hear that and see, oh, it helps a broad spectrum of player with bonus power? Sure, for you, for you specifically in your experience, it might not do anything for you. I'm 970, I don't need this thing. Okay, but everybody else is benefiting from it. So it, uh, it's not irrelevant or worthless. It might be to you and where you sit in the game, but I got news for you. Most of this community is not sitting at 970. Most of this community is probably in the 940s, 950s because you kind of get there automatically. They get a bonus on the thing, you know, 10 to 20 bonus. It takes them up from 950 to like, I don't know, 960, mid 960s. That's great they're more empowered to go do things in the game and they don't feel hamstrung by bad RNG it's for the casuals I guess I mean kind of yeah it's kind of for the casuals but again who gives a frick leveling before was so dumb like hardcore players like myself and gigs and everybody else in black armory when scourge of the past came out we were hitting max level in a week or two and then everybody else just gets stuck on a treadmill of bad RNG that was awful so what's the difference now the difference now is you can still hit max level pretty quickly as a hardcore player but everybody else isn't running on a treadmill every season they're able to level up kind of automatically or just ignore leveling altogether just play and stuff's dropping and the artifacts leveling up passively just because they're playing the game it's 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 not like a casualification of leveling it's just a sensible system that makes leveling enjoyable for everyone People that argue that like leveling was so good in the past and so much better, it wasn't even a value point. Hardcore players grinding for two weeks and doing all this stuff and getting angry at milestones and playing 16 hours a day and so they can do every single milestone in the dadgum game, and then two weeks later they're like, yep, I'm max level sweet you can't try and argue that's a value point that's absurd that's not even normal play style that's like such an abnormal way to play and then you're done with it in a couple of weeks and then you move on to grinding for gear the old leveling was awful Joski with 24 months that's a gold badge brand new sub from L7 Beeb enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad free viewing PhDJ they are disabling the artifact power for trials, but do you see there being a possibility of being some mods that become a problem? We'll have to wait and see. I, I don't know. Slufoot. Slew, uh, slew what would be the best way to eventually allow artifact power level bonus in PvP? According to Luke Smith, it's when they can implement a cap of some sort and the reason they need to do a cap of some sort is because unlimited power poses a problem. It poses a problem of depreciating returns because the longer you play, the further behind other people get and then all of a sudden they're not able then not able to you know to catch back up. So it's like the, the endless power is the problem if it's capped and it's only like a plus 10. Well, if you kind of fall behind and you're running into teams that are higher level than you, you can attack it from a couple of fronts. You can run some pinnacles, get some pinnacle drops to raise your gear score and raise your, you know, your 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 artifact power. They have to be careful, though, because, again, it can be, you can have depreciating returns. The midway in the season can become a lost cause, you're like, I didn't play enough the first month and a half, and now I'm way behind, and every team I run into, I'm going to be at a disadvantage. So there's a delicate balance here of, sure it can be on, sure it can be part of the equation, but we can't have a situation where, halfway through the season, large chunks of the community just stop playing trials because they fall behind. You want people in there. I'm telling you, if you're a fan of Trials, you want as many people in there as possible. Connections are faster. Connections are better. Cards aren't as sweaty. Connection time goes, like, matchmaking time gets slower. Connection quality goes down. And matches get sweatier if there's less people playing. This is not even a matter of opinion. This is basic fact. Like, less people playing harms the experience of those that continue to play. Trust me. You want me in the playlist. You want Lono and Thumbless Johnny in the playlist. Trust me on this. You do. Bar4911. What do you think Bungie could do with the artifact mods next season? There's no reason to really speculate on that right now. RDR10. I know you already answer similar questions, but... Don't like to assume things. What's the positive aspect of having an artifact in PvP? Don't you think that there's a risk? Arc battery for PvP. Maybe if Bungie played it safe? Well, here's why... I'll I'll try and give you some... Some some pros. It's an easy way for them to shake up the meta, and then three months later it goes away. So, they don't have to necessarily buff and, and nerf and buff and nerf and buff and nerf. Your abilities and your weapons, you know... For forever they can add some spice and some sauce and then all of a sudden they're like eh, it's a little too strong we can nerf it a little bit if they nerf it a little bit it, you don't have a whole lot of attachment to it it's just an artifact mod and it goes away on its own so i i think that's a benefit they can add some sauce it can change some things up now again you don't want to go as far as scories like in d1 where everybody just butt hugs and gets super energy for sitting still because that makes sense that was I can I still so can't believe they did that. In any case, we don't want scories, okay? But you can add some sauce, you can add a little seasoning, and then it goes away and they like to do seasons of certain weapons, so they could do that too. They do seasons of certain weapons. Anti-barrier weapons are probably going to be pretty popular in the Crucible. You don't got to use your special ammo. Everybody uses anti-barrier. Somebody puts up a titan barrier, uh, t- towering barricade, and anti-barrier weapons are going to be stronger against uh, towering barricades, so maybe you can save your special ammo. So I can see a lot of people running anti-barrier. Well, where's anti-barrier going to land next season? Ah, uh, I don't know. So you can create those themes and those, those sort of soft metas that you don't have to run, but are definitely present. I agree with you, but like I said, my fear is that they make take a lot of time to fix the problem, like Arc Battery. I think they learned their lesson on Arc Battery. I don't think there's anything this season that was is a complete and total outlier that's destroying the experience of the Crucible. So, butt wipes. Uh, #Hashtag Luke is listening confirmed with Artifact temporarily disabled for trials in Iron Banner what would be the next thing you think the community needs uh, Luke to hear that we want a strong answer and solution for cheating that's the next big question mark if you don't have a strong anti-cheat in place this is going to be an experience that won't be remembered for the right things your launch week for trials is going to be bad because A lot of the people really looking forward to this are PC players. The PC PVP community is sizable, and a lot of them aren't playing right now. And they're all going to come clamoring back for Trials, and if you got a bunch of cheating numbskulls in there, it's going to ruin this. You do not want your launch weekend of Trials to be a cheating fiasco. That is the biggest question mark right now. We got dope maps. We got dope loot. They sound like they're making really smart sandbox changes. They've, they're, they're making some smart weapon changes. So there's not much left to think about. There's not much left to talk about. Going to be solid if cheating is taken care of now DDoSing, i don't know what you're going to do about DDoSing. it's peer-to-peer if people do it infrequently it's really hard to catch them you're only going to catch the dum-dums that do like you know seven games in a row ddos vpn keeps you know keep let lets you jump back in but it still doesn't keep you getting knocked offline um so I, I i don't know that to me is the biggest question what are we doing with the anti-cheat are we getting anything in time for this because if not you i think they should postpone it i'm not kidding If they can't get anti-cheat in place before March 13th, I think they should postpone the launch of Trials. But, uh, you know, that may seem extreme, but I stand by it. I don't think they should launch if they don't have anti-cheat in place. Scott, the dude. With all the nerfs and buffs to subclasses and weapon archetypes, seemingly based off of PvP, where do you see the endgame PvE meta landing? Is it changing at all? This is why I think people are overreacting about endgame life cycles for weapons. Because if Bungie's like, "Hey, there's intrinsic endgame life cycle life cycle for weapons," we can start to make some truly strong legendary weapons in in PVE. Then that that's gonna that's gonna go down a road that you start to really sense. Oh, this perk and this gun is not really meant for Crucible. I would, I would wager to say they would do similar things in Trials. Make a really dope weapon, really awesome god roll weapon, and then have a perk on it that's like, it's beneficial in Trials, it's good in Trials or whatever. And then it would roll off. That's why power-enabled Trials is a thing. That's how I think they're probably going to do this more and more if you really pay attention to weapons like are you really trying to run a demolitionist weapon in crucible I mean maybe I don't know there could be some kind of crazy builds where demolitionist really helps you with grenade uptime in crucible but I would think if they continue to lean into perks and abilities and things like firefly and dragonfly I would think that that would lead to weapons that are more exciting that don't have any power creep cause 9 months later they're not endgame viable anymore a little psycho. Hey Lono in D one, I only went to the lighthouse a few times, but I was still able to get a full set of armor from the bounties. Do you think D three trials will have the same bounty system? I don't know why you put D three. I would love for whatever they're launching in March that you know this version of Trials of Osiris to have that. I've been advocating for that for a while. Clay tongs. You may have touched on this yesterday, but what are your thoughts on Pinnacle Grind weapons and Ritual weapons being locked out of Infusion? I am 100% fine with it. I don't care if people are angry about their Wendigo or their loaded question. The system that they're inputting doesn't work if you have items in the game that get to skate through the new rules. Like, oh, it's a loaded question. It should be able to skate through this new rule. No, no my video and paul tassi's article and a lot of people that are writing up defenses of this system see from an angle of the only true way they can make things that are powerful and interesting and better than all that we've had is for them to have a threshing floor where every so many months stuff gets left behind in the end game your loaded question will still work your when to go will still work but they won't work in the end game why because now they can create better stuff you know, yeah, let the past die, kill it if you have to, right? I I just, I don't know... I was surprised, my video about retiring weapons, I thought I was going to get a bunch of hate, because typically when I talked about this in the past, I would get a lot of hate. And right now, I have a great like to dislike ratio, and a lot of people commenting are basically saying, this is totally fine. I had a handful of people say things like, you know what, I don't like it, but I know this is necessary. Because I think people are finally coming to grips with the fact that like, oh, this is why every hand cannon is basically the same. This is why every pulse rifle is basically the same, because they have endless viability, so they have to make them pretty safe and pretty, like, samey. Like, once you start to connect the dots, it's like, okay, fine, go for it. Because you don't have anything that's truly special. Now, again, your question touches on this, right? The weapons that are truly special and kind of break out, like Loaded Question, when to go Recluse, all of these, are going to get the same treatment. And... To argue that they shouldn't is to ignore things that have already happened. Bungie has already explained why they can't do Pinnacle Weapons anymore. It's power creep. It's unavoidable. If we're going to make God-tier best-in-class weapons every season, we're eventually going to run out of room. We're eventually going to run out of archetypes and gun types. And That's why before Pinnacle Weapons got basically canceled, I made a video saying Pinnacle Weapons are a problem. Like, Ikela shotgun needs nerfed. Pinnacle weapons are a problem. When I made these videos, I was not trying to take away your fun. I was just looking at the basic structure of the game and saying, these are mathematical problems. You can't let these guns exist. What, are you going to do this every season? You're just going to keep making something stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger to the point that, like, what, in a year we're one-shotting every single thing in front of us because power creep? And if you don't allow power creep, now you gotta legislate all of the boss health, the major health, the mini boss health, the trash ad health, everything needs to be legislated to our new power outputs, because you just keep making us stronger. So I I know it's frustrating to be like, dude, I worked really hard for that weapon. I can't believe they're not gonna make an endgame viable anymore, but but your consolation prize is that you should be able to start going into end game content and getting much better gear. We've been running raids for two years and getting mediocre gear. Aren't you tired of that? Like is, are you really want to clutch your loaded question like I would rather go into a raid and get something that's better than a loaded question than to go into a raid and get a basic rapid fire fusion while the best con- conceivably one of the best fusion rifles in the game was one that I got for running strikes what like I don't know it's like it's it's one of those things where they tried to give us sauce and they tried to give us power. And now they're trying to come up with a holistic system when they did all those buffs and nerfs in the past and they made tractor cannon too strong or they made this exotic, like the skull of the dire Aham Kara was just way too strong as an exotic armor piece, right? They were trying to give a sauce and power. They were just doing patchwork. Luke Smith's talking about a system, a harmonious system that will work long term where they add power in the game and it naturally and intrinsically drifts out of the end game. So you don't have situations like Touch of Malice needing nerfed or is a Nagis needing nerfed or anything else. Recluse. Recluse is another example of a weapon that's just like they had to nerf it. So I would much rather them say, here's a harmonious system instead of patchwork power. Here you go, this is really strong. And then they nerf it later. Here you go, this is really strong. How about, here you go, this is really strong. Enjoy this for the next 9 to 12 months. Now sure, if it starts absolutely obliterating Crucible or something, there'll be still nerfs and buffs, but this should allow them to create more sauce because there's just intrinsic an antidote to power creep. Nothing can power creep in this system. It's, not, it's literally not possible to have power creep in the system that Luke Smith outlined. Peter Iliak. Care to speculate the increased popularity of the Twitch directory when twiles, Trials launches? Do you think it could hit consistent competition with the top games? It's possible if the right people come and play. It's possible if Lupo and Crafty start coming and playing. But I got news for you. They're not going to come and play if they run into cheaters and dossers. They're not going to do that for very long. Crafty might put up with it, but Lupo certainly won't. Um, he's got bigger fish to fry and bigger things to do than get knocked offline by some zit-faced idiot kid. Like, I, No one's going to want to do that. Nobody. I won't do that. I'm not, I am not. I love playing with homies. I love playing with people and other streamers, but I'm not going to put up with that either. And Crafty's got other things he's doing too. I mean, he loves Destiny. Don't get me wrong. He loves Anomaly. He loves Destiny. I'm sure he's very excited, but he ain't going to put up with either. Your heavy hitters are going to walk away real freaking quick if they're getting knocked offline or cheated against. That's just going to really, really sour it. Bungie's got to figure out how to rein that in or it's going to be a bad... You do not want the first couple of weekends of Trials to be that. Just nothing but a bunch of people with you know, launch weekend of trials. I could see Crafty with ten thousand viewers, easy, easy. Day that Friday, I could see Crafty with ten thousand. I could see guys like Wish You Luck with a thousand to two thousand. I could see guys like Lupo with around ten thousand to fifteen thousand. Big viewership for these guys. You do not want. You do not want that kind of viewership on their on everybody's favorite homies, Lupo, Twitches Jesus, and then Crafty, one of the one of the most well known Trials players. You don't want to have these guys tuning up to tens tens of thousands of viewers getting cheated or dosed. That ain't gonna look very good. Free to play game, man. Free to play, come play Trials, and you're watching these guys getting getting cheated. That just isn't gonna go over very well at all. It, it hurt Fortnite when it happened. It hurt Apex when it happened. Free to play game. You got all eyes on these big streamers and they're getting aimbotted. That, just, that doesn't work. That doesn't work, man. That's a bad look. Because then it spreads like wildfire. Oh, wow. These guys are getting cheated against. Oh, I'm going to take a crack at this. Yeah, it's free to play. Why not? Download it. <laughs> just go cheat. <laughs> Sounds like we're gatekeeping trials for streamers. Uh if you're if you're interpreting everything I just said as gatekeeping trials for streamers, I have I have no idea what you just heard me say, but I didn't say anything that sounded like that. I'm talking about anti-cheat protecting the integrity of the game. And streamers are like billboards and you don't want giant billboards promoting your game and having it look terrible. Darcy Music. In the TWAB and in Luke's notes, did Bungie hint at more meticulous approach to fine-tuning weapons and armor? Individually tuning weapons every season would be a fantastic change. I, don't, I didn't get that hint at all. If anything, they won't have to do this as much. You know? If anything, they won't have to do it as much. People are saying it's a good day for Spider. Oh, Finally! Finally! Can go to Spider and take care of myself. It's a loop day. Uh, next question a gram of shake do you think trials coming back will have any influence on next season's artifact mods I think the elemental battery mod will stay as that has been in previous seasons but I feel like Bungie may tune it I think people will probably be as you say so they don't negatively affect the trials experience I think you're right I think you've got it I think they're going to tone it down no one's going to complain if all of a sudden the artifact mods are a little bit more plain-chain or maybe even more focused on PvE, right? I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, I can't believe it. No. People will probably be a lot happier about that. People will probably be a whole lot happier about that. Um, I, don't, I can't see any PvP player being like, oh man, I can't believe all these, these artifact perks are super reasonable and not that crazy, you know? All right, so it's glimmer, it's glimmer for seraphite and legendary shards for seraphite. So this is a great, great day. This is a great, great day. I'm gonna get a ton of seraphite so we can do some runs here because I got that was so annoying running out of glimmer. Um, Clay tongs. With Bungie tuning the sandbox around the return of Trials, do you believe there will be any PvE tuning coming with the new seasons as well? We haven't gotten any real previews as to what to come when the season starts Tuesday. They'll be doing, um, not this Tuesday, it doesn't. So this Tuesday, there's probably going to be a trailer. Um, and then PvE tuning. I mean, they've already outlined some of the things they're doing to guns that covers both sides of the game. And they've already outlined some things that they're planning on doing with subclasses in a very general way. Uh, like mid-tree striker is going to get some love yay right Um, I think bottom tree void walker warlock is going to get some treatment so um, I know you believe you understood what I think I said but I'm not sure you realize that what you heard is not what I meant I don't know what you're talking about Diaz Uh, mw2 killer why do you think Bungie made Trials free if power levels are going to make a difference? Power levels making a difference is probably, again, a future thing. They're trying to create a future where they can give you, like, th- let's say they give a uh, a hand cannon this season in Trials that is super saucy and maybe there's even a Trials perk on it. I think they're gonna, I, I have a feeling they're gonna do that. It's just a hunch that I have. Well, in 9 to 12 months, with the, with the end game viability in place, like that hand cannon can't be infused anymore, power being turned on in Trials is the only way you actually get that pulled off. Right? That hand cannon's no longer endgame viable. It can no longer be infused. Well, if power advantage isn't on in Trials then that doesn't freaking matter. Now, that weapon can still be used in the rest of Crucible just fine. Which is exactly why, which is exactly why you can't have you know... I think the trials weapons will have trials perks as a way to make this hand cannon is at its absolute best in trials. And then nine months later, it can't be infused anymore. No longer end game viable, new weapons in trials suddenly matter because they've got cooler things going on and you start chasing them. They're the new meta. They can shuffle the meta more naturally. They're not nerfing the gun and saying, yeah, it sucks. Now they're like, no, you just can't infuse it anymore. It still works in the rest of crucible it's not perfect because it's no longer getting its trials perk to activate but it's still good 40 months from Demins looking forward to playing trials with you (laughs) Kraz with 13 months as well and we missed uh, K-Pitt's 8 months of subs thank you I'm going to take myself all the way down to 6,000 shards Iron Hand with power from the artifact disabled why does Bungie bother enabling power at all? whoa 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 Uh, I bumped my controller what what did i just waste oh we just wasted some glimmer that's okay uh so i give up you can't even lono shrug and you want to go into trials demins (laughs) uh anyway um again i just explained why power is enabled in trials it's for it's for the it's for the weapon thing that they're doing uh bang a man Do you think Middle Tree Arcstrider will be good to get revives off of because of the deflecting shield? Ah, it's possible. They talked about the barricade being like the ability to put down a barricade and get a revive every time. That's why they're changing the way barricades work in the game. Uh, Mr. CavDaddy, as a mainly PvP player, I'm stoked for Trials coming back and weapon retirement is good, but I was wondering what you think PvE will bring this season. I don't know. Probably an activity with a couple story missions. They didn't show us, you know, Osiris walking into Rasputin's Layer just for the fun of it. I think there will be some story missions and some story developments for sure. Uh, Darren. When Trials comes back, what is going to happen to the competitive playlist? It would be useless compared to the cool gear in Trials. You don't know this. Competitive playlists traditionally just stayed alive during the week, so elimination becomes normal elimination, and on the weekends, elimination becomes Trials. It's essentially how they do it. Laser Light. Will we? Will there be a significant progression of the story between Rasputin and Osiris next season? There's no way for me to know that. Void. Do you think all artifact mods should be disabled? Or just two final rows of the artifact? Like Luke said, anti-barrier rounds will do more damage to Titan Barricades. Do you think there will be a spot for more things of the ra- like, this is just speculation about the artifact. I've already kind of spoken to. I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but they're probably gonna rein it in a little bit this season so it doesn't ruin Trials. Um... Click fire. Do you think in addition of to soft, sunsetting weapons, Bungie could also sunset archetypes of things uh, even further? I don't think so. I think it's better to do it the way that they're doing it. They, like, this is one of those times where it's going to seem like I'm shooting an idea down really quickly, but to be fair, if Bungie comes up with a system and somebody's like, well, what about this other entire system of something they could do? It's like, no, they're not going to do that. Like with the whole, you know affinity system the armor affinity people like they should just get rid of it it's like they're not gonna do that they should come up with an elaborate system no they're probably just gonna let us change it for an ascendant shard and then they do they are letting us change it but it's a little bit different than an ascendant shard so like they're gonna work within the systems they create they're not gonna create more systems on top of other systems that just isn't that's not gonna that's not gonna happen all wheezy Back in D1, the Trials weapons and the armor rotated basically every large DLC, The Taken King, Rise of Iron. Do you think that this will be the path Bungie takes as well in Destiny 2, especially with Trials being free? Uh, um, Armor next season? Armor next season will be probably just the second set and then the uh and then the guns will be new. And then they'll probably do an entirely new armor set in September. So the summer is probably just going to be that second set. The summer, the, the set right now is all the Egyptian stuff, and then there's like that second set that's all sleek and like cat-like. That'll be the set in the summer, and they'll probably do a brand new armor set in September because they do have one more set they can use in the summer that wouldn't be brand new. Quiet mask. By doing this, they make trials more accessible to everyone, especially those who haven't experienced it. Do you think that we'll have coins that we'll have to get to get gear even if we can't go flawless? I think they should do the bounty system like they had pre-Rise of Iron. Parasito. Do you think the quick turnaround time for Bungie's response to the artifact has to do with the engine changes Luke mentioned in his previous director's cut? Disabling problematic things in the game seems to be much easier now, but the artifact and light level seem like they'd be something too deeply ingrained uh, for quick changes. I happen to think that. I happen to think that they planned to cap it and they couldn't figure it out, or they couldn't guarantee that it was going to be smooth or good, and so they just decided let's just disable it. That's my theory right now. I don't think they were going off half cocked. Like, yeah, we have no idea that, the, that, that this is a problem. You know, we have no idea that this is going to become an issue, um, and so. I would say I would say that they they were likely gonna try and cap it and then they were unable to. They were unable to figure it out. and um, Foregon is a 2d action platform where you play as a super soldier collecting an arsenal of powerful weapons. Uh, the creator revenue share for Foregon has been increased from five to ten percent until March. I didn't realize foregon was for sale. I thought that was like a TBA game. Oh early access. Oh my gosh foregone is so beautiful such a beautiful metroidvania i've been following apparently you can do early access right now in the epic store if you guys do that be sure to use my code lono um that does support me uh they're increasing the ad revenue share on it right now i didn't know they were doing early um i know they were doing early access for that game it looks amazing it looks like dead cells but not a not a rogue metroidvania instead which i prefer metroidvanias over rogues um yeah I, I think i think they wanted to cap it i think luke smith's indicating that they do want to cap it and they probably just couldn't figure it out and they were like this is not going to be ready this is not going to be ready for prime time sorry i've been following that foregone game for a while i didn't mean to do like a squirrel moment there uh i prove it Lodo can you think of another way to deal with power creep while keeping power out of trials uh i don't need to i think what they came up with is fine um, embodied Mayhem. Do you think they took artifact power out of trials because of how much it would take skill out of the actual PvP mode and cater to hard cores and have time to grind lost sectors and bounties? This isn't even a question. This is like, this is kind of like a, yeah, duh moment. Like, of course, that's one of the reasons why. Parasito. Would anti-cheat be something that they should discuss in depth? Many companies keep those systems close to the chest to avoid people finding ways to circumvent it. Should it be mentioned in the March 10th ne- patch notes? Look, if they're going to roll out... Okay, if they're going to roll out anti cheat, they need to explain how they're going to do it. Not Well, not like how it works, but like, is it going to be something that we have to download? Is it going to be something inside Steam? Is it going to be something inside of Destiny? Am I going to be able to do this, that, or the other? Is it going to prevent uh, game capture for streamers? Like, all these different things. Is it going to prevent game capture for recording your gameplay? Is it going to cause a bunch of problems? Like, I, I would wager to say that if they roll it out, they don't need to tell me how it works but they need to freaking tell me what they're doing and how they're doing it is it in steam is it something that's just going to install itself is it something inside of destiny I need to know what it's what you know what what's going on you know when did we add Lono yay uh, pretty recently actually pretty recently actually uh, I, we did, we did Lono Yay because he did it for my birthday and I never used it. I thought it was a pretty cool little image. It's a little too small for my liking. I may just have him make a whole new emote. I don't know what I want though. Like a lot, like we need to think of a new emote that we need. Um, maybe something that I say a lot or something. I don't know. The motto says, uh, I don't know what just happened. Hang on a minute. There we go. Okay. With wait I went too far do you think Bungie will move from skill based matchmaking to go towards more stable connection system for quick play I don't know they're doing connection card state matching for trials so they're doing connection based for trials which is a really really good thing um, people are, I think are, are largely celebrating that because they don't have to worry about you know running running around and, and, and dealing with You know, bad connections because they got matched to some team in another country you you also don't want to have to deal with you know fighting the exact same team all the time that tends to happen with skill based matchmaking uh, to the poor teams that are actually good they end up in situations where you know they're always facing the same section of the player base so I don't know if this is going to affect the rest uh, but Lono out and for that I'm out yeah Lono out would be pretty good and for that I'm out It might just, we might just need to do I'm out. (laughs) Uh, I love that that's like a meme now in here. I think it's funny. Taking stupid trolls and using their dumb statements into jokes, turning them into jokes. All wheezy. With legendary weapons retiring or getting capped, do you think it's fair to ask for more intentionality with certain? Uh, world drops like old fashioned last hope yeah we covered this one yesterday but you weren't here wheezy we I basically said if you're gonna do this you can't have somebody taking literally months to get a good mind Benders. right that doesn't work like intentionality for nightfall loot isn't where it needs to be if the, if the gun's gonna get sunset nine months later my bad no you're good Weezy you're good not everybody listens to every episode so it's fine for me to answer this question again it's totally fine it's not in the same Q&A so that's no worries you don't have to listen to every square inch of my content um, so I would definitely say that it, if they're going to go this route you cannot leave you know drop rates and nightfall loot where it is right now it wouldn't work unless you're going to evergreen nightfall loot because the drop rates are so tough but then that gets confusing because you got things that are evergreen and things that are sunsetting so it's like which is it people are like, what's evergreen as far as I understand it, evergreen means that it, it doesn't actually get the sunset treatment it keeps on going um, it's evergreen uh, it's ever you know alive it's you know I I would say I would say that if they're going if they're going to say no, everything every 9 to 12 months gets sunset, then nightfall loot's got to change. You know, it's got to change. Um there's a calculus in any choice to grind weapons. How strong is it? How long will it take? How long will I get to use it? If you decrease the third part, you have to increase the first two parts. That's precisely right. That's precisely right. If you decrease how long you can use it, especially in endgame, you have to increase how strong it is, and you have to make it faster to get. I agree with that. And listen, Bungie's made it very, very clear that they are okay with increasing both intentionality and generosity when it's going to be like a limited time thing. They did that with Vex Offensive. They did it with Sundial. The generosity is through the dadgum roof. So to me, it's like... They clearly are able and willing to shift loot philosophy around in the event that they feel like it's warranted. Like, well, Sundial's is going to go away, so we better make this really, really generous. If they were like, well, you know, with with sunsetting weapons every nine to twelve months or whatever, we we've got to increase loot intentionality here. We got to you know increase uh, loot generosity. I think I can see them making that logical connection that we are already making. Uh, A9 says assuming data from the game is recorded by Bungie it is could they implement a report a player system like in other games it's it's already in there devs can see the reports and review the footage creating uh, or is that creating homework for the devs now, there's already a reporting process inside the game uh, That th- that's already a thing and I would say that the biggest thing they need to be on the lookout for is not a spike in reports it should be a spike in anomalous behavior if you have a team that is in the lighthouse as we said the other day the average team that gets to the lighthouse, Bungie will have a report that says, on average right now, teams are getting to the lighthouse this fast, and then you're going to have teams that get there too fast because of disconnects. It'll be obvious, like, now wait a minute, how the frick did you do this? And they look at the report and they're like, well, half the teams they face disconnected. Okay, well, that person should be immediately banned from the playlist temporarily while you investigate. You know how, like, you know how when you're playing Gambit, if you quit a bunch, they're like, yeah, you can't come back in for a while. Just do that. There's no way people are going to the lighthouse and having, like, three or four games on the card where the whole other team disconnects. Get the frick out of here, right? There's got to be a way for them to track that and then have a response. It's like, no, they're we feel there's suspicious activity on your account right now, uh, with with players disconnecting that you're playing against. You're in a 24-hour probationary period, and or you're no longer able to play trials this weekend while we investigate your account. And then that person's account would would likely get banned. It wouldn't be it. It can't be that hard to see that folks are on a dosing team. If you're on a dosing team, you should get banned. No questions. Like I don't care if you're the innocent party. I didn't know my friend was doing it. Come on, man. It, if 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 one or two games, the other teams are disconnecting, I'd be really suspicious. I would be really suspicious and start asking my buds, like, are you doing something? I don't know. Phoenix says, Since Bungie has decided to disabling the artifact power for main PvP activities, do you think that there is a chance for PvP PVE activities will be affected as well? Also, do you think it'll lead to disabling certain weapons, armors, and subclasses down the road? I mean, this could have think about it we've been saying that grandmaster nightfalls and trials might be the, their 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 equal counterparts so maybe grandmaster nightfall is going to function in a similar way they don't want your artifact power to be able to be infinitely you know undercutting the power deltas of the grandmaster nightfall so they're either going to cap it or disable it it could be very it could be a very very similar situation where they say oh no actually yeah you're not going to be able to have your artifact power helping you in grandmaster nightfalls because grandmaster nightfalls are basically pve's trials uh i could see them doing that 100% kc says do you think that they will need to rework the entire artifact leveling system for consistency well, according to Luke Smith, according to Luke Smith, they're not happy with XP gains right now. They don't think it's ideal to have people running it out of lost sectors. I don't think it was. I don't think it was like a, a surprise for anybody to read him saying that. It's clearly not the, how they intended the system to work. Like, well, if you grab bounties and repeatables, the fastest way to do them is in lost sectors because there's no other people around. and You get like a nice dense collection of enemies. Or going to the Leviathan. Uh, so. I do think they're going to rework XP gains. I don't know if they're going to rework the artifact entirely. And it also sounds to me like Luke Smith wants to cap how much the artifact power is working in Trials. Like only 10 levels or only 5 levels or something. I don't know. So that way, it's easier to catch back up and not to get obliterated by somebody who lived in a lost sector for an entire month. Attitude adjuster with the next question. Do you think now that Trials is back... An artifact powers disabled in PvP community will be more involved in PvE activities and vice versa so that each player keeps their power levels as high as possible. No, I do not think that's going to be a result. I think they're going to minimize that need, number one, by disabling it. Number two, if you cap it, you're only going to have to make sure and do a, you know, a reasonable amount of playing and, and bounties. If they balance XP gains in the ways that we think that they should if they balance XP gains then you're not going to have to worry about somebody being able to pass you as long as you're both playing right I mean, conceivably if you're just running bounties and lost sectors for 6 hours and I'm playing crucible for 6 hours we should probably be getting similar XP gains so as long as I'm playing the game a reasonable amount of time I'm going to be leveling up my artifact and leveling up my character and therefore not worrying about falling, falling behind and if Bungie caps how much power has influence in trials then it doesn't really matter as long as you get within the cap you're fine Parasito. Even if uh, even if light level I was fully, ina- and fully enabled, not half enabled like it will be, would matchmaking not sort itself out in this way if it was skill-based? Super skilled players at low light would get match against bad players at high-low. High skill and high light would go together. Low skill, low light would go together. I don't think so, and it's not skill-based matchmaking anyway, Parasito. They're doing connection-based card state matchmaking. So if you're on your last win and you're... And you're in the eastern region of the United States, they're going to try and find a team close to their last game in the eastern region of the United States. So... I don't think this is the answer either. And what's the point in power advantage if they're just going to match you based on your power so you're only playing people at your power? That's number one, that's going to slow matchmaking time. Number two, it invalidates the entire reason to do power advantage. Number three, you're going to end up playing against people in East Asia because you have the same power and then your connections are going to be terrible and no one's going to want to play. I know they're not doing a skill It's speculative. I don't think going that route would be the answer, Paris. As I just said, I think it kind of undercuts the the reason to do the system at all. Uh, Dream A.C.H. Since faction rally is not returning, do you think we could get factions as they were in D1 with all the old loot available so we can still rep whatever faction we want, but we don't have an absurd amount of legendary ingram farming for the loot? Yeah, I don't know if this is the right call. They're just, like, dropping them in the world pool. I'm not a big fan of that. I don't know why they don't just bring them back, let us pledge our allegiance, and then maybe that determines what drops, or you could you could have... just just give them bounties for Frick's sake. Like, when I read that, I love Luke Smith and I love what he's doing for the community in the game, but I kind of been like, come on, Luke, you don't gotta bring back faction rallies to bring back factions. This feels like a false dichotomy. It's like, well, we're not bringing back faction rallies, so we're just gonna dump the loot in the the general whirlpool. I'm like, now wait a minute, just bring, just turn the factions back on. He's like, we already have a really big cast of characters in the tower or in the game or whatever. And I'm like, Like, do we really? Like, I guess we do, but like, is it really that big of a deal if I pledge to Dead Orbit and I don't pay that much attention to them throughout the season and I'm like periodically, you know, able to get some of their gear drops or something? I don't know. I, I'm, it's a decent measure, but it feels like a half measure. He's basically like, we know people like this loot, so we want to have it in the game to a certain degree, but they don't want to bring back the factions. So it's like, because in his mind, it seemed like there was too many people in the tower was kind of his reason for, like, we don't really want to turn them back on. That's three more vendors every season that they got to kind of hear from people about. Like, yeah, he's freaking dumb. Like, they're not doing anything with it. Well, you know. And then they got to listen to people complain about the fact that they're not doing anything with more vendors in the tower. Like, they seem to be already struggling to you know, update the vendors in the tower, so adding more is probably not the thing they want to do right now. Like, they don't want to go into this situation where, oh, yeah, now we got more vendors for people to complain about not getting updated. Or they're like, you know what, we don't even have time to do that right now. We don't have time to give them bounties or loot every season. Just dropping the loot in the general, like, legendary pool is probably the easiest move to at least get the loot back in circulation. So I'm not happy about it, but at the very least... It's a half measure. A half measure is probably better than no measure at all, and that loot just stays gone for forever. Own you. Do you think if they enable a power artifact uh, later on in trials it should limit to 20? Well, he says they're going to do a power cap. There's no reason to even ask this question, homie. Uh, Stuba, Stubut, um Heard Clyde last night. Uh, the streamer Clyde pushing back on the power-enabled changes. Do you think it sets a bad precedent for the community to complain and get basically whatever they want? I actually think this is a really strange take. Like, I know you're you're quoting Clyde, so I don't. I'm not gonna really respond to Clyde. I don't know exactly what his concerns are, but there was somebody in my chat today saying this. Just a, just a, just a, just a viewer. It wasn't Clyde, um, and so. I would say that in, in, in my estimation, that's actually not a bad thing, okay? I see so much positive from this, I can't see a negative, and I'm gonna explain what I mean. Number one, Bungie does not take their marching orders from Reddit. I believe that is a complete exaggeration of what happened. Reddit did not dictate this change through brute force of complaining a lot. Streamers, YouTubers, people on Twitter, people on the forums, everybody was saying, man, this is a pretty big concern. When every trial streamer and player is saying the same dadgum thing, Bungie has to take note of that, okay? I'm not even a PvP player, and we had like an hour-long debate about it, and while I was trying to tell people like, this is actually really risky, this could could pose a problem of depreciating returns, you could get later in the season and fall behind, and when you fall that far behind, you don't feel like you're ever going to catch back up because you're never going to get more XP than the person in front of you because you're both earning XP at the same rate, but they got ahead of you. This causes less people to play. If less people people play, it hurts the, you know, matchmaking and connection integrity and all that, okay? Now, the other thing to consider here is, okay, the other thing to consider here is if we're gonna get mad about this and say Bungie's just taking their marching orders from Reddit or whatever, then I guess we should never give feedback or criticize stuff. Like, I don't think this has a good logical end. It might sound good and I know people like to take shots at Reddit, but I I don't think that's I don't think it's a bad precedent. I would rather have a community that feels like voicing their opinion has power in the game so people take on a mindset of, you know what? criticism and 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 critique and feedback to bungie is welcome and can change the game and to be fair they've been doing this for five years people didn't like leveling they didn't like the rng on milestones they didn't like getting hamstrung for weeks at a time what did bungie do they streamlined leveling infusion cost was really annoying they give you upgrade modules every season at the beginning of the season to cushion that blow so your favorite weapons can be infused whenever you need to it's not that expensive you don't feel hamstrung on infusion like we've been. consistently providing feedback that has added to the betterment of this game so it seems weird to me for anybody to get the read on this like well it's setting a bad precedent people cried and whined and got their way well we could say that anytime bungie has said community feedback on x y and z was this so we've made adjustments accordingly you know community feedback on raids and having to do ammo runs was so annoying and dumb what did they add they added rally flags to, to to raids. Why? We complained about that. We're like, this is really dumb. Like, we're doing ammo runs in raids. Like, let us just have our ammo at the beginning of every, ev- you know, every uh, every raid, you know, encounter. So we don't have to do all this nonsense, dude. We used to do ammo runs all the time in King's Fall. It was such a freaking waste of time. And again, that comes from feedback and complaint. The other thing to remember here is there are plenty of times, and they touched on this, okay? They touched on this. They said that in their experience they don't just look at the data and discount player feedback but they also don't just look at player feedback. They said they're equally important. They said because sometimes the perception of the player is if, if I do, it, this is really strong and this is really broken, and Bungie's like, well, we actually look at the data and that's not really true, but they basically said that like player perception and the data are both equally important. They said that in this blog. So in, in situations like this, if people are complaining about something, let's say somebody goes to Reddit and complains and says, uh, the Duke is overpowered and ruining the crucible and a bunch of people upvoted and a bunch of people agree. And they're like, yeah, the Duke is so strong and yeah. Well, Bungie could be like, you know what? We hear you. That's great. We know you guys are really upset about this. You had a game where somebody killed you with the Duke and you thought a tantrum on Reddit was the right response. And you know, we're hearing your feedback. Our reports indicate that that weapon's not behaving outside of its intended use, efficiency, or lethality and so we don't have any plans to change Duke. They don't take their marching orders from Reddit just because it gets loud enough, right? Just because it gets loud enough doesn't mean Bungie's like, hey, Reddit's really angry, we better do this thing that we didn't plan on doing. You also have to consider that in this case, sometimes the community gets it right, and Bungie potentially gets it wrong. If Bungie didn't have you know something in place for capping the artifact's power in Crucible, I got news for you. That was a really, really bad idea, right? We don't. We don't need to act like Bungie always gets it right. I, I know people call me a Bungie apologist. They get it wrong sometimes. They misfire on stuff. They plan to do something. They update something. Like look at what they did with making Escalation Protocol harder. That was a misfire. That was based off of streamer feedback, and it was the wrong call. Um, infusion fusion cost should be higher. That was that was that was influenced from the summit and streamers that went to the summit, and that was a misfire. Bungie made the wrong call there. They listened to the wrong people, and the community largely got their way. Every single season, it was like Forsaken we complained about it, Drifter we complained about it, Black Armory, Opulence, and then finally they made changes. So, I I can't imagine ever looking at, a, like, it's such a weird thing to have a developer that listens to feedback and acts on it, and for somebody to spin that into a negative is just weird to me it's weird it's like what freaking weird universe did I just step into a developer that listens to the community and makes adjustments how is that bad like I, I don't know I, I cannot I can't flip the universe upside down and see this this way it's such a bad call I just think our instinct is to go into critical mode so much that it's almost like we're addicted to criticism so even when Bungie does something we're like hey Bungie, we want blue shirts. You want blue shirts? Yes, we all really want blue shirts. And then they give us blue shirts and they're like, can you believe this? All we have to do is complain for blue shirts and Bungie gives us blue shirts? I don't know, Bungie. This is really setting a bad precedent. I mean, I know we asked for blue shirts and everybody in every corner of the internet was asking for blue shirts and you gave us blue shirts, but we really don't know if this is a good precedent to set. What? Like like I said, the community starts to feel schizophrenic sometimes, it's like, what are you asking for? You know? parasito. Yeah, it's not that blue, right? We don't want that blue. Could light level be compartmentalized? I know Bungie doesn't want to break out the sandboxes, but separation could mean that trials drops gear uh, that's strong for trials. Raid drops gear doesn't give trials player advantages, forcing PVP players into PVE for power drops to be on level platform is disjointed. No, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Right? If 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 it becomes very dependent upon pinnacle grind, you're gonna have a lot of PVP players that feel like they have to run raids to get pinnacle drops. I don't know if they're in the position to do this parasito. I certainly see where you're coming from as like this might be a potential problem where, oh the only way I'm going to get pinnacle drops to stay competitive is to go run raids and that's kind of disjointed and kind of dissonant, that's kind of odd, okay, sure, but I don't necessarily think that that's a reason to suddenly try to split power down the middle, I just think capping Power influencing crucible from like the artifact is probably the best call. So as long as you're playing at a reasonable rate, you don't feel like you have to go into raids or dungeons or other pinnacle sources if you don't want to. If you really want to maximize, sure, those are sources you can go into, but nobody's making you. Oki 401. If they're going to start introducing new guns with more powerful perks because of the time limit, won't they effectively sunset every gun prior to year four, like Armor 2.0? I mean, eventually, yeah, all that stuff's going to be sunset. Ganra uh, says, What's the likelihood of a sliding dark and light scale for dark builds? I don't know if this is a plan anytime soon. You think Siva comes back? Probably not. Funk the Buddha says, We've gotten so much news this week, uh, but what is Bungie has an address that you still want them to cover about? Anti-cheats, the biggest reason, the biggest thing they need to cover right now. Um, now that they're making some legitimate uh, changes, how high-level competitive PvP will work? Do you think forum like GCX will be used to showcase Trials Tournament? I have no idea. I don't think this game has eSports potential because it's not dedicated servers. It can be fun. There can be tournaments. It can be a blast, but it's not going to ever be main stage eSports until they get dedicated servers in a more balanced sandbox. Um, And I don't know if that's ever in the purview of this game because of the way that it's been built. I love it. I love it. I love this game. But right now, eSports isn't a possibility. It might not even be in the vision of where they want to take the game because it very much, it very much is a game that has lots of imbalance in it. It's not, it's not really built from the ground up for esports. Even if you suddenly had better tick rate and, and dedicated servers, um, everyone wasn't asking for this. Lono, I, I'm sorry. Artifact power in trials. If you were one of the few people that thought it was a good idea, I genuinely think that you don't understand the ramifications that were going to come from it. You're allowed to want it. You're allowed to like it. You're allowed to think that it was a better path forward. There were so many bad things that were going to come from it. It kind of doesn't matter if you wanted it. It really doesn't. Like, when you have to stack up so many bad things that were going to come from it, I just, I don't... If you were asking from it, I just... I really feel like people that were passionately wanting Artifact, Power Advantage, and Crucible were probably lower-skilled players that were going to live in a lost sector. I, I don't want to project, but... I can't see any high-level PvP players wanting that in there. It, 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 it completely goes against the idea of, <clears throat> of high-level competitive gameplay. It is completely antithetical to high-level competitive gameplay. I, I just... I don't know. I... It, I have, I have severe doubts that any high level competitive players like yeah sure I want people I want to play against people who have advantages uh, damage advantages because they play a lot of PVE no I, I can't see that I think people on the lower end of the skill spectrum wanted to be able to leverage advantages in trials and now that you can't do that you're angry or disappointed or whatever I don't want to project on you but I didn't see a single high skilled person that was happy about power advantage Hot Cup of Nasty. Will the community be satisfied for now uh, with the first weekend of Trials as it stands? It's hard to know. Anti-cheat's the big question mark right now. Raw kid, Do you think if they make XP progression balance across most activities, we may see the artifact power turned back on? That's definitely going to happen. They're going to turn it back on. They are going to balance XP gains according to Luke Smith, and they're going to cap the artifact's influence in some way with respect to power. Whether only so much of it counts in Trials, or they start capping how far you can take the artifact. I don't know if they're going to want to cap the artifact because people have enjoyed taking it really, really high, so they're probably more likely to cap how much it influences Trials and Iron Banner. Um, Balatorn. Lono, can you explain how light level makes a difference? At what point does light level give me a huge advantage over an enemy player? I don't know the exact thresholds that it starts to matter. I think it's like 40 or something. I, I, it t- might be 20. I don't know. I, I, I actually don't know how exactly the math breaks down. Gossy. Do forgive me if this is slightly tangential, but from Bungie's perspective, what is the express purpose of the artifact power boost? I've already answered this question about how it makes up the difference for bad RNG and it helps more casual players always feel like they're leveling. It's a good system. The leveling of the past was really fast for hardcores and really slow for everybody else. This is a good middle ground where hardcores can benefit from it as much as the casuals, but the casuals kind of always feel that sense of progression. I think that's exactly the right call. K. Billy. Do you think... Uh, a possible reason light level will be enabled in trials because they are going to implement better or more efficient leveling path in crucible so pvp players won't have to spit that's a possibility but i think there's other reasons as well that we've already outlined today part-time fps How about implementing more pinnacle drops within PvP realm, allowing the typical PvP player to move? This is really, really, really related to the last question. I do think they need to streamline leveling as well as resources like prisms and ascendant shards need to be more readily available in the Crucible so that PvP players don't feel like they literally have no options for leveling or enhancing their gear or their armor by the way guys if you're here right now and you're one of the new folks hanging out I greatly appreciate all the new names in chat all the new people contributing to Q&A uh, if you haven't clicked follow yet that's the great that's the easiest way to support the channel you can also turn on notifications following is also how you can talk in chat to submit questions there's no time limit we don't like doing follower only mode but it's the best thing to do to keep out like the bots in the, in the spam um so if you're here and you're new that's a free and easy way to support what i do this is like an interactive podcast where i play and talk and we do like a back and forth and a QA. it's also family friendly so you don't have to worry about what i'm gonna say appreciate all the increased support lately it's been pretty awesome eric r68 wait i think i skipped a question expecting more community wide world events next season uh it's likely to be something they do at the end of every season it seems like a good crescendo uh eric r68 How can it be a multi-week quest if Trials launches uh, three days into the new season? Well, it's possible. It's possible they do something on this coming Tuesday. It's possible that they do something. um, Wait, did I not buy bounties? Shoot, I forgot to buy bounties. Uh, You know, there's a variety of things that could happen here. I I don't necessarily know if they need to do a multi-week thing. They could do a thing where like once you hit nine fifty, then a quest opens and it and it lasts a week, so a brand new player can't jump right in. I mean Dylan made it sound like a brand new player will not be able to just jump right into uh into trials. And I don't know exactly how they're going to do that. Bumble seventeen. With a cap planned, what would you classify as a reasonable cap? I don't have an opinion on this. So I'm going to leave that up to Bungie to figure out. A little psycho. Hey, Lona, yourself, MTash and Miss 5000 Watts have suggested that there needs to be materials as rewards for PvP. Do you think Trials could provide some of those materials? 100%. This could be a, definitely an end game environment for resource grind for, you know, that. Ecal. Retiring weapons means recluse can be left at their maximum efficiency just not in pinnacle activities isn't this better than just nerfing the weapon isn't this more respectful of our time this is the grand and big picture irony that no one is freaking seeing that this enables Bungie to make really strong guns and then they don't have to nerf them who cares if recluse is really strong in a strike or a freaking public event like who who literally cares right but if it's always strong in pinnacle activities it undercuts future game design so they're able to create a natural system that as you said respects our time we're able to get a lot of a lot of life out of the gun it's fun it's awesome it's strong but instead of them having to nerf it it becomes non-end game viable after a year right now they're still gonna have to do nerfs and buffs in accordance to like if stuff gets out of hand i did it again i didn't buy any bounties Um, if stuff gets out of hand in the Crucible, however, they could probably make really, really strong PVE weapons that they might have been sitting on. There could be all sorts of elemental effects or damage thresholds or strength or crazy perks that they haven't put into the game that won't necessarily do anything to PVP. This enables them to, as we've been continuing to say, create really, really strong weapons, that you're able to then turn around and and use for a period of time, and instead of Bungie being like, "Well, next season this is going to be a real problem. We need to nerf it." I mean, we've had this happen plenty of times. It most commonly happens with uh, exotics, like it happened as I've said with the Touch of Malice. Touch of Malice was going to ruin rather the machine, so Bungie nerfed it before Rise of Iron came out, and everybody was a little annoyed about that. And I think we may have just gotten a better one. Appended mag. We got appended mag, demo, trench with handling and rifle. That might be a little bit better than the one that we finally got. Is this the one? Yeah. So, I know I know people want to look at this and be like, you're not respecting our time, you're not respecting our time. It, this is just a matter of fact. Like, it's not a matter of opinion, it's a matter of fact. Bungie has basically said, if we're going to truly create powerful legendaries... The only way we do this, the only way we do this is, you know, is by, is by giving, is by giving people the, the opportunity to get a weapon that's truly unique and strong. And then eventually it's not end game viable. If not, we're just going to keep creating samey, same, same, same weapons. Like I know people like, well, but it's not respectful to our time. But again, they either do power creep, which doesn't work, which leads to nerfing items, which leads to people feeling like their time's not respected, or they just create a bunch of samey, boring, bland weapons like they've been doing. Remorse. Why do PvP players get so salty over artifact mods but will run cheese-like handheld supernova, a rental, spare benders, and call it balance? Can you please explain the mindset to me? Well, here's the thing. Spare rations with mind benders. You actually have to like aim and 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 think like a like an intelligent person. And Thundercoil was mindless and dumb. I mean, Thundercoil was also just broken. So I don't think we can compare Thundercoil to any of the items that you've listed here. I understand the point that you're trying to make. Like people running handheld in a rental and spare benders are like, oh man, I can't believe this stuff you know is in the game or whatever. Was it called Arc Battery? I've been calling it Thunder Coil. Whatever it was, where, like, you basically were, like, an invincible punching idiot. Like, there were tons of clips that were just absurd. The problem was, is, like, that was just out of left field. That wasn't a gun. That wasn't, like, skill. That was just, like, somebody... That was the one-shot melee. And then it, like, gave you, like, an overshield, right? It was Thunder Coil. It was so dumb. Like, I don't think you can compare that to... Even if you want to say spare rations aim assist is too high or mindbender's range is too high. At least it's a gun that they're having to grind for, get earn, then use and shoot you with. Not some free mod that gives them endless power and punch power. Like, I don't know. I just, it seems kind of strange. Cruxley, since weapons will now have an end game shelf life, do you think pinnacle weapons will return or maybe new weapons with pinnacle perks? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think they want to bring back pinnacle weapons. I think what they're going to probably try and do is start putting weapons in aspirational content as opposed to being like we're going to we're going to we're going to bring back pinnacles. Like they just got rid of them. I don't I can't see them bringing them right back again. Sap Gwyn, if trials is coming back, do you think Crucible will see a drop in activity? No, I don't think so. I think the opposite is true. Um Illuminate Uh, I'm on the I'm of the accord that we need a PVP playlist where PVE power Climb is completely relevant to success and Access to rewards I wrongfully Assumed trials would stand in As this but with the, the Augmentation of Or cap placed on the artifact Power that is not the case these sentences are not needed. Do you think that we'll ever see PvP and PvP, PvE intertwined to that point where PvE grinding actually makes a difference to play and success within the realm of PvP or do you think we will continue to see the divide? It needs to be divided. Like, you don't need to write a book to ask this question. Like, it, it, you can't, I, I just, I don't understand anybody who thinks that it's sensible to say, all right, as if if, if you live in the strike playlist all week long, If you live in the strike playlist all week long, you can go into crucible and be stronger. Like it just, it doesn't make any sense in the realm of a competitive sense. It's like, why should you be stronger in crucible? Because you went and killed a bunch of AI. I like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Number one, you're appealing to players that I just, I don't know who these players are. Highly competitive players are going to reject this notion. Like, oh yeah, dude, in Fortnite, your guns are stronger if you go and run PvE Fortnite. What the frick? What? There's no competitive person that's going to back that idea. The only person that's going to back this idea is a lower-skilled, less-competitive player. A competitive person wants to know they won because they're better, or they're trying to get better, or they're trying to improve. This is some like low hanging fruit, non-competitive. I just want to get handed easy wins mindset. Like I'm not trying to be mean, but come on. This is garbage. Like this is such a weird way to treat a game. Any game that has PVP that were to try to do this other than somebody said ESO works this way. Overwatch giving you strength in in their game because you go and kill a boss all week long. What? Why? It doesn't make any sense. It's literally called player versus player. It's you against them. That's it. Like, I don't want to feel, I don't want you to feel like I'm kicking you around the room, but I do not get this mentality at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. And here's the thing. The real issue here is, who are you building that game for? Who are you building that game for? Like, what sort of a long-standing competitive like good player base you think it's going to come from this. Well, the only way I keep up is I got to go run a bunch of errands and strikes and missions so that I can go play PvP. It doesn't even make any sense. Like, what player is going em- to like embrace that mindset? Well, alright. Trials is over. Time to get back to strikes and, and, and lost sectors. If this is a troll question, if you did this as, as satire, I mean, I... I there are there are probably people that thought that, that this was a good thing. Having that advantage was good. I should be able to go into PvE and have benefits. And the way he's ri- and the way he's written it, I don't think it's troll. He says, "Do you think we'll ever see PvP and PvE intertwined to the point where PvE grinding actually makes a difference to plan success within the realm of PvP?" He does, he's not worded this like a troll or like satire. I really don't think that's what he's doing. I I can, okay, I'm going to try and understand the position as best I can. I can understand why somebody would look at Destiny and say, it's a primarily PvE game with PvP, and they try to combine PvP and PvE in Gambit. So, why isn't there a game mode or a place where I could go if I'm a hardcore PvE grinder, and I feel like I have advantages or benefits inside the game of PvP, okay? So, I can understand your mindset, okay? I can understand your mindset. However... I don't think this is a commonly shared mindset, and I don't think you're going to have people who feel that this is a good environment to go into. You're not going to appeal to competitive people at all with this, you just simply aren't. Listen, one of the reason competitive folks in Destiny, especially the sweats, they dislike one hit kill, low hanging fruit, ease of use items, the reason they don't like that is because it's almost a repudiation of their skill. There's no response to it. There's no back... Oh, I, I can... Uh, let me do something in response to shoulder charge. Let me do something in response to handheld supernova or the tracking on the throwing knife. The reason those things get targeted by the high-level players is being kind of bad and dumb is because it's like, I, I can't do anything in response to this. My skill can't do anything about that. And I don't like it, right? And so... This is even worse. It's like my skill has nothing to do with the fact that this guy lived in a lost sector and is now is now Godzilla on the map. Like, what is what are we? What game are we playing right now? So there, I don't I don't think there's a way. There's not a way to create a PvP mode that has people enjoying it that are also skilled and competitive and care about winning, but also are okay with the fact that like you're disrupting balance because you go and grind PVE. So like I. I tried to stay respectful, but it, by and large, this is just like such a strange mentality and idea that I don't think would ever get off the ground or be popular. I really don't think so. All oh, Wheezy, the homie with 10 gifted subs. You didn't have to do that. Love you, man. Preach. I, I mean, you didn't have to gift subs, homie. Um, I appreciate it. Guys, check chat. You may have been gifted a sub. You get 45 emotes and ad-free viewing. Sniple Rifer. <laughs> Sniple Rifer. Rifer thoughts on having a basic set of legendaries that don't have limited infusion I like to run top content with weapons I have I'm practiced with I mean, I uh this is so risky cuz I feel like the minute you give you, the minute you open this this box it creates a problem cuz it undercuts the entire system. It just undercuts the entire system. Now you might say, "Well, come on, Lono, there could be very basically rolled weapons that drop in the world pool or drop in strikes that are missing extra perks and extra sauce, but they're just nice and I like using them and I don't have to worry about them not being infusible anymore, okay?" Oh, I I, I I guess I could grant this. I could grant this and say, okay, that's fine. There could be a handful of very basic weapons that can drop in the world pool, or maybe the gunsmith could have bounties, or maybe they drop while you're in strikes. And while that's happening, you know you're getting a gun that's evergreen. It's like, well, here's a very, very basic hand cannon that is Rampage Outlaw. You can use it for forever, but it's boring and it's bland, and they don't have to worry about power creep. Okay. I don't think this is needed. I really don't. I think the, the 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 alternative would be that you're always getting some pretty dope weapons and some pretty saucy weapons, and the imperative is on Bungie to provide you with a good amount of weapons every season, so you're not suddenly like, I don't have a hand cannon. Like, I don't think that that would be the result, you know? I don't think that would be the result, to be like, oh you know, my hand cannon just got sunset, and then I now there's no hand cannon in the game anymore. I, like, I, I got really good with hand cannons, and I suddenly have to use an auto-rifle. I don't think that's going to be a result, so I don't think your solution is needed. You're trying to solve a problem that I don't think is actually going to end up happening. A bit of support. Sorry about the topic missed earlier Q&A. If exotic weapons should be retired, then should armor as well. Several classes, subclasses have very dominant armor pieces that rule out using anything else. I mean, it seems like they're viewing armor in a different lane, but I definitely think that guns are going to get looked at. Um, I'm going to continue to use the Izanagis and the Touch of Malice as examples. If those guns would have been Sunset, then they wouldn't have had to been nerfed. So you could still go back and use them in their relevant content, they'd still feel strong and awesome, rather than having them nerfed, right? So like the touch of malice especially it's like they if they would have just sunset that weapon it always would have been viable in king's fall and they wouldn't have the nerf it but they had the nerf it cuz they can't sunset it cuz at the time you could keep infusing it right now, when you start talking about subclasses and exotics and armor and everything else, like I, I get concerned you're going to really, really make it tough on folks to keep track of everything that's going on. It's one thing to say, every season, there's a batch of your weapons that are no longer infusible. Okay, that's not hard to keep track of, but to be like, oh, also, these exotic armor pieces are no longer infusible, so now you can't run that build anymore, Orpheus Riggs is gone, Phoenix is gone, this is gone, that's gone, blah, 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 it's gone. That might be a little bit too much. I also don't think armor is as big of a deal in game, end game design, and and to be fair, I feel like they made changes that were a lot more sensible. Like Luna factions just gives quicker reload instead of endless, you know, no reloading at all, you know, auto loading or whatever. Well, did they subsequently kill those wep- those boots? No, people still run them in certain areas. Phoenix is still worth running. Orpheus Riggs is still worth running. Um, Skull is not bad. I think a lot of us just moved to Nezerax, but in general, I think that the armor is a little bit easier to tweak and curve down and still make it worthwhile. It's a lot harder, like with Touch of Malice when they nerfed it, it was like, there's no reason to run this now. Like, our strategy was built around this one thing and you took that thing away. 500 bits from Roman, and then, uh, 500, I'm sorry, a brand new Prime from, from, from Spreet. Uh, 53, thank you. Um... Mikkel or... Ma- I think it's Michael. I always... I, I'm, sure, never, I'm never sure how to say your name. I always say Mikel and then I say, or Michael. That's that's your name now, Mikel or Michael. Uh, if older weapons just have a capped infusion, but you can still level through the artifact, does that make the guns viable? No, we've gotten this question a lot. It's a misunderstanding of how it works. Right now... If I am 952, my Blast Furnace is a perfect example. I'm 952 and I have a 750 Blast Furnace. If I go into 850 content, my Blast Furnace is going to feel weak because the 850 enemies are going to take less damage from a 750 gun. So the level of the gun matters. So even though I'm 950, it doesn't matter. My weapon is viewed as a 750 and the weapons level matters with damage output. Ikau the Great. Do you think Bungie partnering up with Stadia was the first step into testing dedicated server Destiny? How different is Destiny Stadia from dedicated server? I'm not knowledgeable. I don't know enough to comment on this, homie. Cy Fireman. With the addition of weapon shelf life, do you see doors opening to go back to powerful pinnacle weapons as opposed to neuter ritual weapons? Or do you think the potential grind uh, to go back to pinnacle levels? I already answered this question. I don't think they're going to go back to pinnacles. If you want really, really good gear, you're going to have to go into places like the Raid or a dungeon or something or trials. I don't think they want to give you like a quest line, you know, awesome weapon. Now, that doesn't mean they can't still do rituals and rituals can't be more unique and more powerful, right? Look, the goal here, what if that's ultimately the goal? Is that everything feels like a pinnacle weapon? Not in the realm of its actual strength, but like, oh man, this legendary weapon that they just dropped in strikes is actually cool. It's got a perk on it that I've never seen before. It's really, really strong, and they can do that because this thing's shelf life for endgame has a nine-month t- timer on it, you know? So the light level cap would have to increase significantly, though, because most of your endgame setup will be max light exactly we've talked about that this morning you might not have been here i think we did that before q a so you probably weren't here we talked about how like i think starting in september they'll do a big bump and then every season after has to be like a minimum 50 bump or nothing will actually get left behind you're you're gonna have gear going into that season that's strong enough to survive a couple of seasons if each season's only a plus 10 so i think they'll be doing bigger bumps and since leveling is so easy and so streamlined it doesn't matter Omega, do you think with the sunsetting of weapons, they can phase out damage perks like Kill Clip and Rampage to give more variety in weapons? Well, I mean, not even phase them out. They can add perks that are actually stronger and more exciting than Kill Clip and Rampage. Okie. Do you think that they'll start introducing new powerful guns this summer to get us ready? Uh, Unlikely. Luke Smith announced it as an idea that they're working on and and, going to roll out, and it'll probably roll out in September. So both the next two seasons, we're probably not going to see crazy strong weapons. Maybe in the summer. I'm going to give you a maybe. Maybe that's why they say that the summer's going to be like No Time in Destiny, because they're really going to turn the nozzle on, and you're going to be like, what the frick? These weapons are crazy. And Bungie's going to be like, see, I told you, we can go crazy because you know these guns are now have a shelf life dragon slayer do you see a potential problem with buffing bottom tree void walker as a warlock main the ability spams almost infinite grenades with my build is one of the strongest things i've seen in five years of playing destiny i don't know enough to comment here and we don't know what they're doing dragon slayer do you believe middle tree sentinel would benefit from a buff Uh, ward of dawn seems to be stronger than the middle tree super yeah again I don't don't know enough to comment on those subclasses on what they should or shouldn't do I like I just kind of play and run subclasses that feel strong I don't go into like the data crunch of like what's strong what's not what's a good damage output what's not I know with survival, if you get kicked to orbit for whatever reason, that you can't rejoin the match. Do you think that they should make it so that in trials, if you get kicked, you could rejoin? I don't know why they wouldn't allow this, especially since it's round-based. Like if something dumb happens and you're not DDoS, you just like blip and you're like, what, I'm back in orbit, what the frick? You should be able to rejoin your team. I don't know why you wouldn't allow that. I don't know what sort of an exploit could come from that. I, you jump back in you 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 know, you want to get you want a round and they want a round and then you DC and you miss a round well th- there's still a lot of game left like let me jump back in you know Dougie Fresh hey Lono if you think that 3 exotic weapons per season is too much that's 9 a year I don't think it's a problem uh, do you think they could reuse connection or card based matchmaking in quick play w- with regards to your win streak I mean, they, I don't know if they're going to trickle this down into the other playlist. I mean, I certainly would like to see them go to more connection-based matchmaking. I think skill-based matchmaking is, a, is just a stupid sloppy punt that doesn't solve any problems and it irritates your most dedicated, most skilled players even if they're average to above average i think skill based matchmaking makes a very makes for a very bad experience for them sap goin lona with trials coming back do you think we will get more pvp maps in time for both regular pvp and trials no they've announced the maps we're getting i believe they're going to have a good rotation of maps with those so those are the three maps that are coming back, I don't think they're adding any more. Salt Vulture, with old raids weapons retiring, and with Bungie having more space to work with how they uh, won't refocus on seasonal menagerie light events, do you think that they might get Age of Triumph style updates to old raids with adept versions and raid weapons so that people still want to run them Uh, apparently there's a new lore tweet we'll read it after we're done with Q&A, we're getting close to the end here, um Yes, I could see them doing this. I mean, we've definitely said Age of Triumph is potentially, you know, a thing that could happen. Uh, Age of Triumph is something that we all thought fondly about. And there's, you know, there's plenty of, there's plenty of, I think, uh, reason to do it. And there's plenty of loot back there to be repurposed. D Flawless says... Uh, Luke Smith mentioned that weapons will last for some time before getting sunset. Would you rather see a more aggressive sunsetting like every season? No, that would be awful. Absolutely awful. Sunsetting a a a weapon at the end of a season would be absolutely terrible. It'd be like, yes, I finally got my god roll and there's a month left. Like, no, that is way too fast. People are pitching a fit about 9 to 15 months. You do a three-month sunset and like... I would actually argue that'd be bad game design. That's just like that's in that is rapid futility. That is such rapid futility. That's almost immediate futility. Like, I just got this. What? You know? It's already not worth using an endgame? Excedrin. Do you think it is possible that Bungie did have systems in place to combat the artifact in trials, but because of sunsetting weapons, balances and trials info that angered the community, they decided to fight back this is just total speculation skipping. Uh, nodded. Do you think Bungie should do internal anti-cheat or external through vac or easy anti-cheat? I don't know the differences between these and what's better, what's worse, what's more effective than others Um, but thanks mama Uh, but I do think something needs to be put in. I don't know what needs to be put in like what company, what type, what brand, what whatever but I think something does need to be put in irregular pentagon slightly unrelated but in the trials reveal they said that all trials matches will mean something whether you win or lose doesn't this imply something similar to d1 bounty system i sure hope so that'll be good for everybody hawk so artifact temporarily disabled i thought it was permanent nope temporary just the powers disabled not the not the perks and they plan to bring it back when they can do a power cap Billy Bob Bungus, or Billy Bo Bungus. Just downloaded chat keep yesterday, and I haven't been able to play in a while. Power's around 890. What should be some older activities I could do for a specific loot and places? Uh, look that up or ask chat. That's not what Q&A is for. Paracito. Some games automatically put cheaters into a holding queue where they can still play while under review without affecting legitimate players. Does this have a place in Destiny instead of flat out suspending or temp banning accounts? I think it'd be great if they just took all the DDoSers and made them play against each other. That's what I think they should do. Oh, if you get suspected of DDoSing, they don't even tell you. They just keep throwing you in matches with other DDoSers and they all just keep knocking each other offline. I think that would be such a sweet form of justice. Just sequester them to their own little island of of, of trash so they can all live together and all all DDoS each other constantly. Dragon Slayer, Do you think enabling light level was an incentive for PvE players who are not as skilled in PvP to participate? I don't think so. I just think this is what they do with endgame aspirational PvP. Diaz, do you think that if, from this point forward, they only raise the Pinnacle gear power cap uh, and left the soft cap at 960 where it is, this way, they don't have to change the power caps of Nightfall or deals for people who just want to use the artifact and free-to-play players. And if you do care, you can keep grinding for Pinnacle. You know, I honestly don't know. In, in my estimation, uh, in my estimation, there is... Uh, there's a lot that needs to be done for for leveling and i don't know if this is the solution there's a lot that could come from this there's a lot of things and results that could come from this long term and i'm just not in a position right now to think about that so i'm going to say right now what they're doing with little bumps every season they're probably just going to increase those bumps so that the 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 power level the end game life cycle happens because every season if there's a 50 bump they're probably going to keep normal leveling pretty straightforward And then Pinnacle Bumps will just be for, like, extra. Eternal Loop. Why isn't Bungie developing an anti-cheat? Is there something stopping them? We don't know what they're doing for anti-cheat. It's a big question mark right now. We have no definitive answers from them about it, like whether they're doing it or not. King, Hey, Lono. I'm not sure I understand how power works transitioning into new season. When will our power go down once the season starts? Or so I know... Your artifact just resets every month. Um... Your, your gear power won't do anything Suddenly, sorry if a repeat just got in does disabling the artifact swing the advantage from the grinder to the hardcore players that raid and run pinnacle rewards since they will be on the up end of 980 2 to 10 power higher than those who don't run pinnacles except iron banner they're gonna have to maybe consider this as well because now the the, the artifact's not there to cushion some of that blow so if you've not been running pinnacles like myself I think I'm 960 gear score I'm gonna be at a disadvantage like that's really uninviting to be like well there's a small portion of the community that's at 980 and I have no chance of fighting against them and I gotta go grind pinnacles like I don't know they, they've gotta consider maybe even just turning off power advantage initially totally don't even have it on let us have one season so people can get ready and start running pinnacles cause there's no time to prepare right now I, there's no way I'm gonna catch up with people that are 980 well I mean no you can be 970 right now sorry um I don't know, I I know that it's endgame and it's logical and they need it to be there, but maybe they could suspend it for like half a season or something, so that people have a reason to go grind pinnacles, like, you don't want to be losing your first couple weekends in trials because there's guys that are 970 and you're 950, like, I just kind of naturally hit 960, and is the difference between 960 and 970 that noticeable, I don't know, I don't know how it does, I don't know how it works. If I'm 960 going against 970s, if it's totally if it's totally doable and not that bad, um, again, the idea of being like these people are stronger, you better go run raids and dungeons. Like what? Like huh? Like that doesn't make any sense. There's got to be a way to level up in, in in PvP. Rob G Gaming, do you think there will be a major appeal for new players that have never played Trials before to play next season? I mean, loot. Mr. Enigma, would you ever consider hosting an SNTR trials night where you and your PVP friends try for flawless with your commentating on gameplay and discussions with your PVP God Tier friends regarding tactics, plays, weapon choices, and loadouts? Um, yeah, I could see myself doing something like that. player one how do you get better anti-cheat in the game? Is it a matter of hiring a company or being on a certain launch? Just curious. It's usually something that runs outside the game. It scans your system whenever you go to open, and if you're running third-party software, you can't go into the game, or if if it scans while you're playing, it bans you. It basically bans you and sends a report to Bungie. That's the simplest answer. Turns31, wasn't in here the other day, so sorry if you already answered. Do you think the new legendary weapon system means vendors will get annual refreshes? I think the new system is going to enable Bungie to make more weapons, better weapons, and then it puts an impetus on them to refresh the vendors. Yes. Pinoy. Since Trials Light Level comes off, comes into effect, and doesn't that mean that PvE content farming bounties will uh, have an effect in PvP? You've not been paying attention. Artifact power is disabled in Trials. ID4. Do you think that they might bring back weapons that the acti- with activity-specific perks? Yeah, I do think so, because... That's a great way to do exactly what we've been talking about. A trials gun will be its absolute best in trials, and then its end game life cycle will hit nine to twelve months later, and then a new meta in trials will emerge. The weapon will be great elsewhere, but it won't run amok in crucible. It'll just it'll it'll be a great weapon there. It'll be amazing weapon in trials. Sapguin. For a returning player, where would you start? I have friends who have been coming back for Trials and hasn't played in five months. I would just be running uh, through any campaign stuff you could or milestones. Uh, H22 Accord. Do you fear during next season all the content's going to be Trials, another difficulty o- option, Nightfall, and maybe random rolls on EP weapons? This is not a fear that I have, no. Trials is free. It's not the focal point of the season. Rasputin walked in... Uh, Osiris walked into Rasputin's like bedroom. Something's going to be going down. Should Bungie... Do hardware bannings, says Parasito. VPNs and new accounts seem like an easy way to get around that. If somebody's sophisticated enough to run a VPN and a cheat, they're likely hardware spoofing. King of Layans Lono, since weapons from now on will have a limit on their light level infusement, do you think Crucible and Trials will have a difference in meta since things like spare rations could still prevail due to no light level advantages this is exactly why everybody needs to chill the frick out about it, like your god your roll spare rations and mind benders, you'll still be able to run it in regular Crucible, but it won't be endgame viable for Trials so the meta will shift and change and shake up every once in a while for the truly endgame competitive environments, uh, and that's a good thing Okay, lucky. Do you think the perk pools will have less dead perks in them going forward for weapons? To be clear, easier obtainable god rolls as the shelf life thing now. Yeah, we've already kind of addressed this. You can't have a five month grind for a vendors if there's a nine month end game viability life cycle. So they either need to do what you're saying, or I would say a better option would be to Increase intentionality and generosity. It's better to give players agency and control over their grind so they can enjoy the weapons and the roles that they want, and then the limited life cycle endgame viability always shuffles things forward, and then the new guns can be more exciting and more powerful because there's no power creep. So... Was like 103 questions. That's more than I felt like doing. Uh, If you're here live and you've enjoyed this, please click follow. That is a free and easy way to support me. It's like an interactive podcast where you can submit questions and talk to me. It's also family friendly. Stick around. I'm not done streaming. I'm going to keep on streaming and talking to you guys and having discussions, but this hits podcasts elsewhere. So if you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.